Hi, this is Jason Schneeberger, a.k.a. Rain Architect. I was also in Murder Collection from Toe Tag Pictures, and you are listening to Sick on Cinema. Welcome to an exhausted episode <laughs> of Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your filthiest podcasters alive, John. <laughs> I'm, I'm your other half, Matt. And I am dog-ass tired right now. Well, you just got back from uh, a pretty rough shift at work. Yeah. Six to twelve in the morning. <sighs> I, I know you all at home <sighs> can't see this, but uh, John here is sitting in chair with his <laughs> shirt rolled up almost up to his uh his breast <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, you might hear some yawning you might hear some me falling asleep but <laughs> you might hear a fan going off in the background oh yeah i forgot about that fan thing all right it's hot yeah it's it's really hot and the room we usually record in which is my room is uh there's no air conditioning. Yeah, there's no air conditioning, so we have to have a fan going or we would die. Yeah, so But yeah. Try to ignore that fan. We were going to try to record on a normal schedule, however, I had to go in at six AM. So staying up to two o'clock in the morning and recording was a n- negative. <laughs> it was a no go. Yeah. So I had to go to work, come back, and now I gotta do it, edit it, and Possibly go see Miss 45 in theaters tonight. Yeah, that's, and you probably take a nap in between that. So. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, you know. Because I spent my day off yesterday working on this project we've been working on. Oh, God. Yeah, so, here we're going li- li- literally all day. Yeah, so it's been a rough couple of days for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yesterday I was busy as well. but And by the time I finally got this movie done, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. What are we talking about? Oh, we didn't even gotten into that yet. Well, uh, if you listen to last week's episode, it's <laughs> true. Um, John Waters. That's right, the Pope of Trash, the, the King of Cult Cinema. Yes, this is the Divine Trilogy. Yeah. The Divine. I call it the Divine Trilogy. Well, you call it that, yeah, because you got multiple. It's multiple maniacs, pink flamingos, and female trouble, which Desperate Living would not feature. Divine. Yeah. And then the film after Desperate Living is Hairspray, which kind of changes. John Waters style. Something I do have to say is these movies are very different, but at the same time, a lot of the same. They're very thematically different, but in style, they're very much the same. Yeah. Which, you know, Desperate Living does fit into that, but it doesn't feature Divine, and we wanted to do the movie starring Divine. Right. Which we could have done four, but, you know, we like doing three. Four is <laughs> usually for special occasions. Yeah. Um, Not saying John Waters ain't special, he's the man. Yeah, um, this is my first go at it at John Waters. Mm-hmm. I guess what his, 
Like, maybe lesser known by? Because he, he did Hairspray and... Well, there's like... You know, it's funny because like, everybody has seen a John Waters movie, whether they know it or not. Yeah. Hairspray, Crybaby, Serial Mom, you know. Like, I, I've seen Hairspray and I saw uh, Crybaby. Mm-hmm. I saw those a long, long time ago. And this is my first time going at, I guess, what you would say, the Divine trilogy. Yeah. So. The, the, you know, which Divine is in Hairspray, you know. Yeah. Um, however, you know, a lot of people don't, a lot of people who are fans of like Hairspray on have no clue of John Waters' hmm. filthy past. <laughs> they have no idea about giant lobsters. <laughs> yeah, that, um, no, 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 no spoilers to what that scene is. But, we'll uh, talk about it when we get in the movies. Okay, but I mean, I feel like we have to talk about it. I, I just want, I just want to let the audience know when that scene happened. I was sitting here. All right? We haven't talked about this. Oh no, we haven't because you you've been busy. Yeah, I was sitting here. I was, I was trying to stay awake. Right, I am divine. Yeah, <laughs> I am divine. And a giant fucking lobster just storms the room, <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> we'll get into it more. Okay. But yeah, multiple maniacs definitely is like so John no, it's Waters' the craziest one possibly. But. John Waters' most surreal film. <laughs> um, well, we've got to do what we normally do. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, we got into that. I'm exhausted. But we do have something to talk about. Yeah. This is the first episode back yes. since we went to Indianapolis, Indiana oh, for man. Horror Hound Weekend. My first horror convention ever, mm-hmm. and I absolutely loved it. It was, uh, honestly, I'm sure there's going to be people who are going to complain because it was jam-packed Oh yeah. to the ceiling and back <laughs> with people, and you know, but... You know, and I'm we didn't we had no interactions with guests or anything. We didn't get no autographs or nothing like that. So I can't speak to whether how that went or how that was handled. Yeah. However, as far as just a convention goes, I feel like this is one of the better years. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything made sense. Everything was in one location. You didn't have to go look around for everything. And well, uh, it was just a good time. Oh yeah, uh, we the movies we saw there. We saw. Uh, Summer of 84. Which, you know, maybe one day we get to cover on the podcast. Maybe. It's hard to say, you know, when we, whenever we get to it. But, uh, high recommendation. I posted oh on our God. Instagram page that it gets the Sick on Cinema Silver approval. Very, very good movie. And I think it was called The Hell and Back, The Kane Hodder Story. Which was also fantastic. Yes. Very, very good documentary. Highly recommend that one as well. It also gets the Sick on Cinema Silver approval. Also, there was something that happened that... It, it was not even, like, something just walking around the convention. It was just... Being in an elevator with a bunch of people and they're, you know, looking at my my vest that I've been Your battle vest. Yeah. And looking at all the patches and stuff like I have of horror movies and stuff like that. And just them like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's super mm-hmm. cool. I immediately was like, I feel at home. Right. That's the thing about <laughs> horror conventions opposed to any other convention. You know, conventions are overdone. They're blowed out. Oh, yeah. You know, the 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 guest lists and the, the autograph prizes are absolutely insane nowadays. Yeah, I didn't get any autographs. But there's still something to be said about just, like, hanging out and just talking to people of a similar mind, mm-hmm. you know. Like, when we talked to Jerry from Synapse. You know, I've known that guy 10 years now. And I've, I've just met him, you know, that mm-hmm. weekend, and I feel like we're friends now. Yeah, like, Jerry, like Jerry almost feels like family, yeah. you know, because I see him every year. We talk forever, you know. He's like that family that lives far away, and you get a chance to see them every year. Mm-hmm. And then the guy from Severn, I don't know his name, but he's awesome. And the guy from Vinegar Syndrome, he's awesome, yeah. too. And the guys from Trome are awesome. The, the guys from all those brands. like Also, shout out to 
Uh, I think it's called Scumbags and Superstars, or maybe mm-hmm. vice versa, yeah, all the way around. But that those guys who run that place are really cool. Um, they have a website that you can get patches and all that good stuff from. So hit them up. Yeah. And Paul Bear Press. Paul Bear Press. The Terror Threads was there. Yeah, Terror Threads. Which, uh, you know, I like Terror Threads. I actually bought a Terror Threads shirt. I bought yeah. a Sleep Cam shirt, and it's awesome. I don't want to talk anything. But what I love the most about Paul Bear Press is, like, they take risks with who, what they put out. Oh, yeah. You know, like, they don't just put out, like, the Halloween and the Evil Deads. And Maybe right now I'm rocking a Halloween 3 shirt. Like, they have a badass Alucarda shirt. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, an awesome necromantic shirt, which is what I got. Yeah, that's what, that's what you bought. So, like, if you're, if you're, like, a straight horror fan, they got you covered. If you're a cult movie fan, they got you covered. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that's awesome. No matter what style of horror. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, if you like Halloween and, f- like, Fright Night and the Lost Boys, you're not a real horror fan. No, no. You're just not into the the deep cuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. The obscure shit, the cult movie side of it, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's more stuff that I was drawn towards yeah, as me a too. fan. Me too, you know. Which is kind of weird. Like, I've seen a lot of obscure movies, when it comes to a lot of very, very popular movies in the genre, I haven't seen a lot, you know, all of them, I guess. Right. I've just always been more interested. Like, the franchise stuff never appealed to me that much. Like, I like those movies. I like the mm-hmm. Friday the 13th and the Halloween's and Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, for God's sake, I guarantee we probably watched most of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like them. I like the franchise stuff. And, you know, I like Child's Play and all those movies. But, I don't know, there was always, to me, there's always something so cool about discovering something unknown. Yeah. You know, like these weird, obscure 70s and 80s films. That you've never heard of, and you watch, and you're like, "Oh shit, that was really good," <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. like, or maybe, but it was really shit, you know. Oh my god! What but uh, what else did we do at Horror Hound? We saw Harley Poe. Oh my god! I don't even have enough time to talk about. All I know what happened to that concert. The drunkest, craziest concert I've ever been to. Probably the one of the funnest though. Oh yeah, I had a ball. Like we, me, and you, throughout this year. For one, we're, we're going to be going to a concert soon. Yeah, we're going to see Phil and Selma live. Yeah, which is crazy. I know, right? Um, <laughs> we we saw Dying Fetus. Dying Fetus, Die Utter's Murder. And before that, we saw Paul Bear, which was a very chill show. But mm-hmm. You would think that the Dying Fetus show would be more chaotic. No. No, the Holly Post show was crazier. People got kicked out. Yeah. I saw someone have a full ex- existential crisis meltdown in front of me. I had some girl walk up to me multiple times trying to get me to start a mosh pit. Yeah. And someone got called a bitch. Yeah. It was nuts. But Harley Poe was this was their first year back. Yeah. Since the breakup, short breakup. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh they were awesome. They sounded great, played great. Oh yeah. God. You never realize how big of a fan you are of something until you're there. Yeah. And you're experiencing it. So. Yeah. Especially when you're in a group of people who love it just the way you oh, do. God, yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing I love the most about Horror Hound. Which one year I want to do Cinema Wasteland, you know? Yeah, we need to do Cinema Wasteland one year. Every year. The reason we do Horror Hound, I think, is because, you know, we, we go with some people who I would say are, and again, not trying to call people casual horror fans, but they're more into, like, your your normal horror, you know, your, yeah. your common horror, if you will. We're the ones that are the weirdos into, like, the crazy shit, you know? Yeah, I'm the one that's like, oh, this, mo- this movie that's super well-known that people love, <laughs> I th- yeah, except for the little children. Yeah, I've seen that. Rosemary's Baby once, but I've seen Nostril Picker about six times. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's me right there. So, you know. There's kind of like a running gag between us, though. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen this movie, but I've seen this obscure fucking I've movie. I've not seen Taxi Driver, but I've seen Aunt Sex Android. Yeah, yeah. 
still need to watch Taxi Driver. Yeah, you do. That movie is amazing. Shit, that movie so. is amazing. You know, and I'm not trying to call anybody out. Like, if you just like watching the Halloweens and Friday Thirteenth, there's nothing wrong with that. That's oh, of fine. Course not. But you know, and Horror Hound is that kind of con. Mm-hmm. It's more for your like, more like, um, top, upper echelon horror. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Like you, you heavy hitters. You know. I mean, I feel like most of the movies we even got there, because you bought a lot more movies than I did. Because too many. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It, it depends on who you ask, <laughs> I guess. I, I bought three movies, and all three of them are either obscure or just weird. Yeah, I bought what was it Six Days to Roswell? Yeah, or Six Days <laughs> in Roswell, something like that. Um, Tokyo Psycho. Mm-hmm. I, I they had a cool edition where there was a puzzle in it. Yeah, I've seen that edition a couple times and thought about buying it, but never did. And I got Threads. Yeah. The cool holographic threads yeah, that I'd like, skipped on because I never seen threads. I was like, "Oh, just get the regular edition." <laughs> God dang it! <laughs> I got it now, so that's all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, but you know, every time we talk to anybody at any booth that weekend, whether it be Vinegar Syndrome, yeah. Severin, or Synapse, the one thing we constantly kept hearing was people were like, "Y'all should go to Cinema Wasteland." Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I think it's because that is more up our alley. Yeah. You know, where it's like, you're going to see less of, like, your Halloweens and your Evil Deads and Phantasm and stuff like that, and more stuff like Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS, or... <laughs> also, a big shout-out, too, because I know at a lot of cons you see you cosplay, you know, cosplayers and stuff like that. Yeah. You see you see ones that you're like, oh, okay, you know, that's something that you'd normally see at, like, probably a horror con. We saw... But the best cosplay of all time, which was the Creep Show. Oh, the Father's Day cosplay. Yes. I'm not even really that big of a fan of cosplay. Yeah. But the Father's Day cosplay looked absolutely awesome. It was spot on. Yeah, it was so good. They even had the cake. Yeah. yeah. One of them was a cake. It was a couple costume. One yeah. was the cake. One was, uh, oh, God, what's his name? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember his name. Ned? Is it Ned? It might be Ed. You, you might be thinking of uh, Fright Night. Or is it, is it Fright Night? Yeah. Uh, Fright Night's Evil Ed. Evil Ed, yeah. Which, you know. I feel weird because I keep constantly, like, I'm trying to stumble around trying to talk about, like, because I don't want to call people who love movies like that, like, casual horror fans because they're not. No. If you love stuff like Friday Night, you're a hardcore horror fan. Right. But it's just different. You know what I mean? We go for less of the mainstream stuff and more for the obscure stuff. Yeah, well, we're, <laughs> like, it, it's really weird because, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but if you enjoy Friday Night stuff, stuff like that, yeah, you're a hardcore horror fan. It's just because it, it's such a bubble to us, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, to me, it's like Fright Night is mainstream in the horror community. Yeah. Like, it's well known. But you ask anybody outside of that, and they're going to start, it's going to start getting less and less and less. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's so bizarre because we're in such a bubble. You know what I mean? Mm. It feels like everybody should just know what that is. But I feel like sometimes <laughs> what we watch, we put ourselves in such a smaller bubble. We do, yeah. <laughs> like, you have the giant, I guess, like a, gi- a giant bubble, for example, which is regular horror. Yeah, regular horror. Then you have a little more obscure, and then right in the dead center, in this little small bubble, you have your extremely obscure stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, your stuff that most people were like, I didn't know this existed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Stuff like, <laughs> movies like Black Devil Doll from Hell. Stuff for little children stuff and stuff like that. Nostril picker. Um, nostril picker, <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of masker stuff. Were <laughs> <laughs> Are those all masker titles? No, Stuff for Little Children is Severin. Oh, okay, yeah. Or uh, Intervision, but that's Severin. Yeah, yeah, so, hey, let us know. If you all go to Cinema Wasteland, let us know. Yeah. Why should we go? We're curious, you know what I mean? Because here's the thing. Neither me or Matt are drinkers. No. We're not partiers. 
No. So, you know, we're not da- we're not there to party necessarily. We're not opposed to it. No. We just don't do it ourselves. Well, we're lame. Yeah, we're we're boring ass bitches. <laughs> we're basic ass bitches. Basic ass bitches. So, and that's one thing I've always heard about Sin Wasteland is that it's a party convention. And that's kind of kept me away from it. But you know, the more and more I hear, is people just like, no, just come talk about movies and watch movies. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let us know. Let us know uh, about Sin Wasteland if you if you if you've gone if you go. Also, also one more thing about all around. We we're watching Summer of '84. And right next to us, they had an Evil Dead 2 screening. Oh, my God, yeah. I never realized. Well, it wasn't a screening. It was just Bruce Campbell panel. I thought it was a screening of the movie. No, it was a Q&A. Okay. I never realized how big that fan base for that movie was. It, more people, people like, there's more people who like the second one more than the first one, which I don't understand. I, I don't either. I'm going to go for the, you know, the change my mind meme. Yeah. Evil Dead is much better than Evil Dead 2. Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, bitch. Evil Dead 2 is not that great. I, I mean, I like it. Oh, bring it on, motherfuckers. <laughs> Evil Dead 2 ain't that good. <laughs> it's it's a mess. <laughs> it's an absolute it's mess, mess of a movie. I didn't, like, I was like, oh, we're, we're standing in line here. I just see just <laughs> so many people. Droves of people. Yeah, I'm like, she's like, what? Evil Dead 2? Evil Dead 2? <laughs> this this girl walked up to us like, is this the Evil, two, uh, the Evil Dead 2 line? We're like, no. No. <laughs> just going. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Which the summer of four had a good turnout too. So oh, did yeah. uh, so did the Kane Hodder story as well. Oh, that was that was so good. Yeah, but we probably should start talking about movies yes, instead of. I mean, we could talk about a horror hound all day. It was a great time. We honestly probably should have done just an, a podcast about it. Miss it? Yeah. Huh? Miss it already? M- miss it already? What? Duh. Oh yeah. Yeah. So sorry, my my mind went. Oh, <laughs> 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 my, my mind yeeted out of here. Um, yeah. one other thing, bring it up real quick. Oh, okay. Central Cinema is a movie theater out of Knoxville, Tennessee. If you live in the area, gonna want to check it out because they're already starting to play Sick on Cinema Seal of Approval movies tonight yes. at ten, as well as September first, Saturday, because this will be out on today, Friday, and tomorrow, Saturday. Miss Forty Five on My the God. big screen. Yes, go watch Central Cinema. Support those guys; they're awesome. They do Knoxville Horror Film Festival. I'd probably like to try to get them on the podcast. <laughs> for the before the Knoxville Horror Film Festival, because they're gonna be screening Maniac. Wait, at the Knoxville Horror Film Festival? Yeah. Holy shit! Are you and serious? And Zombie. What? Yeah, Maniac and Zombie. Oh my god. Uh huh. I don't know what days I may not end up go- getting to go, depending on how work is and everything. But yeah. And also, that's Nightmare on Army Road day too. Oof. It's Sunday, so. Oof. Yeah, it's gonna be a busy weekend. Yeah. So, anyways, let's get into these movies. All right. John Waters, the great, mighty John Waters. Baltimorean filmmaker extraordinaire. <laughs> the man who put Baltimore on the map, in my mind. <laughs> like, I didn't know shit about Baltimore until John Waters came <laughs> around. <laughs> oh, God. Um, talk a little bit how I got introduced to John Waters. Okay. Um, my first John Waters movies was probably Crybaby. Crybaby? With, John, with Johnny Depp. Kind of a musical. Yeah. Um. Always really liked that movie. It's a, it's you know, it's definitely that later John Waters style where it's like it's very much a traditional movie, with still some of that John Waters weirdness, like the fact that Johnny Depp's character's dad is the alphabet bomber, the, the alphabet where he's bombing things like airport, <laughs> barbershop, you know, like yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Too. Yeah, you, you know, there then. or like in Hairspray where like they're in the alley and the rats are crawling on their feet, mm. like just little things like that. Like John Waters always kind of, even though he like kind of got away from 
like the weird, the super trashy movies. He still liked to put a little bit of that sleaze in there that made him so great, you know. Mm-hmm. And I love those movies. Serial Mom, loved it. I haven't seen Cecil Mom. B. Demented, loved it. So I was renting Cecil B. Demented at this famous, now famous because, like, to me, video store in Morristown, Tennessee, which was run by these this gay couple. Yeah. Which is not that important, but that's probably why they were fans of John Waters, because, you know, John Waters, movies are very gay-centric, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to be gay to like his movies. Well, I don't think so, anyways. I think that's a ridiculous ideal. <laughs> I've heard that, though, you know what I mean? Like, I've heard a lot of people say that about all kinds of movies. I'm like, movies... A movie's a movie, man. Yeah. You know, you can like what you like. But I- anyway. Anyways. So the, the, these two these two guys really kind of took me under their wing when it came to cult cinema. Mm-hmm. Because I was renting Cecil B. Demented. And they're like, John Waters, he's awesome. I was like, oh, I don't really know about... Mm. Like, like, oh, he did Crybaby. Like, oh, yeah, I've seen Crybaby, you know. And they're like, if you like those movies, you've got to see Pink Flamingos. Right? Yeah. They're like... Keep, keep talking for a second. What's going on? <laughs> um, I think I may have goofed. What'd you goof? The poster. The for this week. Oh, Yeah. I'm afraid I may have spelled his name wrong. Well, you can worry about this later. Put it down and listen to me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you distracted my ass. Well, you just just keep talking. It's not easy. When you, it's not easy when you're like. <laughs> I'm gonna have to redo it. Anyways, they're like, "Oh, John Waters, he's awesome," and I was like, "Oh, I don't really know." He's like, "Oh, you gotta see Pink Flamingos. It's the craziest movie ever made. You gotta see Pink Flamingos." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, sure, okay." And I read Pink Flamingos and had my absolute mind blowed. <laughs> I had never seen anything like Pink Flamingos. And I brought it back and like, what'd you think? I was like, that was insane. They're like, well, you gotta see Female Trouble, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. and they really like, oh, you like Female Trouble? You need to see this, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, they just kept recommending me like cult movie after cult movie, Sorry. which really kind of led me down the cult cinema path, you know? So I always like that movie theater was so instrumental in my like knowledge of weird obscure horror and cult movies. Mm-hmm. So like, that was my introducing introduction to John Waters, and I was just a massive fan ever since. Um, the way I was introduced to him was because you talked about him a while back, like a long, long time ago. Because I, I remember as a youth looking through your uh, your collection, mm-hmm. I saw the cover for Pink Flamingos. I was like, oh, what's this? And, was, and you were like, it's not a movie you're not going to be able to watch for a long time. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then Horrible Reviews, which. We we shout him out like on every episode. Yeah, well, he's great. You should go subscribe to Horrible. Just, if you like us, go watch Horrible Reviews. Yeah, he's great. Um, he was talking about Pink Flamingos as part of the, his the, the most disturbing movies of all time. He said this movie's more gross than it is. The yeah, story, but it's bizarre. He was talking about. I was like, this is very interesting. And then whenever we announced that we're going to do John Waters, I was pretty excited. Right. And uh, and they'll watch these movies and. My my life's been changed. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like, you know, I'm a minor filmmaker. I've made a couple short films. Yeah. You know, I'm working on something right now. It's pretty big. Mm. You know, we'll see how it comes out. Um, But John Waters was one of my first, like, massive inspirations as far as making movies go. Because he had his crew, the Dreamlands Productions. Yes. And he just didn't give a shit, and he did not care. He had his tiny crew and they were going to make a movie, and nothing was going to stop them. And that was always just super influential to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no permits, 
didn't give a shit about doing crazy shit out in public. That probably mm. like a lot of times they'd have to like action, hit it, run, you know, like right. so they didn't get arrested. And I was like, man, that's just awesome. Like that's, and then to see that guy, the guy that made Pink Flamingos and Multiple Maniacs and Female Trouble and Desperate Living, go on to make Hairspray and Crybaby, you know, like yeah. big movies or fairly big movies with superstars, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that was always just, like, that's awesome. Let's see, like, a cult guy make it and still use his 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 style. Yeah. Even though the movies are minor mainstream, he's still got that John Waters style in him. But you ready to dive in? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> 1970. I had never seen this movie until this year when Criterion put it out. It really? was the one of the hardest John Waters movies to get hold of outside of his lost short films like Hag and A Black of the Jacket and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, this is Multiple Maniacs. This movie is uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's definitely John Waters, probably his most surreal movie. Also, this this movie may have the most blasphemic scene. <laughs> um. John Waters movies, they don't necessarily play in reality as it is. It's it's a different reality for sure. But this one definitely plays with weird imagery and kind of like bizarre <laughs> dream sequences and shit that's just like that's not that doesn't happen in the real world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like especially the ending of this movie. Yeah, which I love. We'll get into that though. Okay. The plot of this one is awesome. Lady Divine played by the amazing Divine. Yes. You know, you know, R.I.P. He was truly, you know, an icon. Mm-hmm. You know, not just in the LGBT community, but of just being just like, you see it all the time. You see t-shirts with a divine from Pink Flamingos. You yeah. see divine tattoos. Like, the guy's an icon to me. Yeah, and you also know? a legend in cult cinema. Absolutely, you know. One of the greatest cult actors ever. And honestly... Like uh, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of people say before that a lot of the acting in John Waters movies aren't necessarily good, which I disagree with. Well, you know, here's what but, I would say: I would say that the acting is not great, but they are all characters, yeah, and they're all bring a charm. But Devon, out of all the people in these movies, sticks out. Devon has a yeah, like Devon has moments where you're like, yeah, that dude. Could have been really, really good. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like, if he just, like, you know, it's a shame that he got cut off short. Yeah. You know, because you really, like, he probably could have went on to be a great actor. Oh, yeah. Which I'm saying he, because that's how, you know, before for people get on to me about, like, he's a she because he's a drag. Divine identified as a man. A gay man. Yes. So that's why we're calling him he. Yeah. You don't like it? Take it up with Divine and kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but... But Lady Divine and Mr. David, played by the also awesome David Lockery, yes. who's in all three of his movies as well, who unfortunately passed away as well, mm. um, run the Cavalcade of Perversion, Ooh. which is a traveling band of weirdos and freaks with different bizarre fetishes and stuff. And they bring unsuspecting yuppies in and let them see into the world of, per- of perversion and perverted acts. And I guess... Filth, yeah, maybe. like foot fetishes and eating vomit. Oh, and that guy nearly killed me when I was watching this last <laughs> night. Because he just like eating this vomit, 
He did a throw it up himself. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was cream corn is what it was. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> Which yeah. would have made me puke. Yeah. <laughs> I hate cream corn. <laughs> but you got a okay. heroin addict who's uh, going through cold turkey. And at the end of the cavalcade of perversion, you learn that it's all a ruse to hold these yuppies up and take their shit. <laughs> Which is great. Eventually, Lady Divine discovers that Mr. David, who is her boyfriend, might be cheating on him. Or her. I guess in the, in the movie it is her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that ain't gonna sit well with Lady Divine. And she begins to seek her vengeance. And things go... Insane. <laughs> like, if it, if the shit didn't hit the fan from the beginning... Yeah. It, it, it's There's gonna be multiple turds hitting the fan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, the first thing about Multiple Maniacs I love is that it's shot black and white. Yeah. I love the way this movie looks in black and white. The the only thing I will I will say is it's probably because of the lighting and stuff because when they're in the tent and with the black and white and I'm sure it was really bright. Mm, some it's a little yeah. blowed out, yeah. yeah. Um, there is also scenes where like it goes out of focus and stuff like that. Yeah, but this is very early on in John Waters' career. Like mm-hmm. there was a time when John Waters didn't even know that editing was a thing. <laughs> yeah, like what came out of the camera was the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like so like this is very early on in his career, but. Even then, like, you can see he has an eye. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, there's a lot of long sequences of, like, kind of silent with just music playing, and they're super cool looking and, like, oh, God. very, like, very cool, you know? <laughs> well, like, what, one of the, the coolest scenes was actually the title screen for the DVD. Mm, well, they're in the car. Oh, man, that's it's, so cool. It's a really cool scene, yeah. yeah. I really love it. Devon looks awesome in black yeah. and white, by the way. Oh, Very yeah. glamorous, you know, just mm. super cool. Um, but the, yeah, the complicated perversion is just such an awesome ideal. Oh yeah, like it, it is really cool. It's so crazy. Like I almost wish the whole movie was about the complicated perversion. But at the same time, the rest of the movie is, is awesome. Yeah. yeah, but you know, after after Devon kind of discovers that Mister David is probably cheating on her, she uh, she goes to find him. And then she's she's raped by two members of the cavalcade of perversion. Yeah, <laughs> which is like what the hell? And then out of nowhere, this little kid dressed as a bishop, yeah, just shows up and takes her to a church. And I'm like, like that's why I'm saying this is this is John Waters' most surreal movie. Like that shit doesn't even happen in like Pink Flamingos <laughs> no. or like this is like art house cinema style John Waters. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this kid shows up and just walks Devon yeah, down to Devon's like giving church. a narrative. Yeah. Another thing I noticed about De- about John Waters' dialogue is like it's always very long streams of consciousness. Oh, yeah. And also, th- there's a, it's a different style of dialogue to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite lines in this entire movie is whenever, uh, wh- what's his name? Uh... The, the the guy the guy who cheats on Devon Mr. David Mr. David is talking to the his new girlfriend. his new lady yeah it says quote unquote I love you so much I could shit <laughs> <laughs> I heard that I was like wait <laughs> yeah John Waters just has this like this like these long streams of dialogue where he'll sneak something just super yeah. weird and he's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa what because <laughs> everything else was super normal but at that point he's like I love you so much I could shit <laughs> I was like what <laughs> okay um so she goes to the church and then like oh this long sequence of her like fantasizing about Jesus that's the only way I can put it yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't... I don't. <laughs> and then Mink Stole, who is in all these movies as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> comes out and, like, jerks her off with a rosary. Yeah. As she's thinking about the stages of the cross. <laughs> like, it's so bizarre. Like, <laughs> Oh, There's no way to describe it other than just weird. I was I was sitting there. I was like, "Is this, is this seriously happening right now? Yeah. What is this?" However, it does lead to one of my absolute favorite parts in this damn movie, that is as blasphemous as it gets. But I could oh, not God. help but laughing my ass off at it. They bring Jesus oh, in in this weird dream sequence. They bring Jesus, a fish and three loaves yes, of bread. I love and he like claps his hands and like smoke comes out and it becomes like loaves of wonder bread and cans of tuna. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, that is so good. I was like, I like how he just like hears some smoke and hears cans of tuna and like wonder bread. bread. <laughs> I laughed way and too hard like, at that. It's enough food for a year and they're just destroying it. <laughs> yeah, they're just annihilating this tuna. <laughs> Oh man, the the sequence is like so bizarre and so surreal that it's almost like it doesn't f- like when you see Pink Flamingos of Female Trouble, it almost feels like a different director. <laughs> yeah. Like this is like something at like 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 art house cinema, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Not like John Waters' trashy ass fun movies, but it still has that John Waters trashiness to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so weird. Like it's it's hard to place. Like it's so different than anything else in any I'm John so Waters glad you movie. The tuna, the tuna killed me. Oh, I was like, that so is the good. funniest shit. <laughs> so My only good. problem with that scene is it goes on long. It is oh, yeah. long. <laughs> that scene is probably about like 10 minutes. It is long. It almost takes up the whole middle of the movie. Yeah. But, no, we said but at the same time. You owe me a Coke, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm slapping. I'm exhausted. You <laughs> said but at the same time. You owe me a Coke, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Oh. <laughs> so like, just forget what I wrote here. <laughs> there's a whole. I don't want to spoil like who gets killed and shit, but there is murder. Oh yeah. Which John Waters like? I love him talking about movies like this because he talks about like he made it basically be like an anti hippie movie because it like yeah. condones violence and like depravity. You know what I mean? Like it. It's so anti hippie. And we were talking about this. Like this is 1970. This movie's punk rock. Oh my God, John Waters' movies are just punk rock. Yeah, he was punk before it was even a thing. Yeah, like before, like the Ramones formed, like 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 even more so than like Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground and the Warhol people. Yeah, you know, which is kind of what like John Waters talked about how he wanted his crew to be like the Warhol factory of Baltimore. Yeah, (laughs) you know, which is awesome. Like it's so cool. Like I love that attitude. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, this movie is. I was not ready for this one. <laughs> like even even when I watched the other two, nothing can prepare you for multiple it's, maniacs. It's just so bizarre. But like there comes a point where like people are just getting killed left, right, and center, and like it's hilarious. Stop calling me. I'm <laughs> doing a podcast. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh my god, it's getting my ner- Fuck. <laughs> this went off the rails. Anyways. People are, like, getting killed off, and it's hilarious because how over-the-top and ridiculous it is. Which is, like, one of the first movies where you can really see the Herschel Gordon Lewis inspiration on uh, John Waters. Like, John oh, Waters yeah. was a massive Herschel Gordon Lewis fan and loved, like, maybe not so much the movies, but just that style and that attitude mm-hmm. that to bring these, like, super gory effects and stuff like that. The whole, though. like, do-it-yourself mm-hmm. attitude. Well, he loved the shock value of Herschel. Oh, know? yeah. 
So, like, there's guts and cannibalism and all kinds of cool stuff in this scene, you know. <gasps> Lo-fi, but still really fun. <laughs> and it just goes off the rails. Like, it's just, like, it just everyone's dying. Yeah, everyone everyone dies. Yeah. Which leads to a great scene of, like, Devon just, like, maniacally laughing into the camera. Mm. And, like, it kind of goes out of focus, and you can kind of see the shadow of the camera on her. Yeah. But it's, like, it still, like, makes, it's that, to me, it almost, like, enhances it. It makes it even more, like, surreal. Yeah. Which, minor spoiler alert coming. Oh, my God. This scene. If you don't want to hear it, although I don't think it's a, sp- I don't know. I don't know how you describe this scene. Well, when you buy the DVD, it's on the inside of the case. Yeah. Well, they, they they hint at it. And it's pretty damn famous at this point. Like, it's pretty infamous. Oh, my but God. But so if you don't want to hear about it, uh, fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Gave you time to fast forward. So, she's sitting there on the on the couch, and she's like, I am divine, which is funny. Yeah. And then this giant fucking lobster shows yeah. up. What made me laugh so hard about this? Because she's just like maniacally laughing on the couch and was like, I am divine. And then the giant lobster <laughs> just runs in and just. And she's raped by yeah. a giant lobster. Raped by a giant lobster. A sentence that I never thought I would. Devon, his selling in this scene. His selling. <laughs> he <laughs> is top notch because like this lobster is as immobile as anything I've ever seen in a movie. I, it took me about, like, five minutes of the scene to realize what was actually going on. Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> yeah, scuttling just around. <laughs> like, it is as immobile, but it looks awesome. Oh, my God. Like, it's so well made. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It, lo- it looks like, I, I can tell what it was. Yeah, like, that's a lobster. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. Like, it was crazy. I, I just couldn't, like, I was, again, I was trying not to fall asleep, because this was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then, like... My eyes focus on the TV, alright? <laughs> you hear it coming, too. That's the best part. Yeah. It's like, before she, or he, or however you want to call her, in, this, in the movie, her. Yeah. That, that's how we, When we're talking about Divine the person, we're going to say him. When we're talking about Divine the character, her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when she's sitting on the couch, I'm just like, oh, okay, you know, this is happening. And then she screams. I'm like, what? A giant lobster just storms in, I'm like, what did this have to do with anything else? <laughs> like, before she even <laughs> reacts to it, yeah. you can hear it, like, <laughs> shimmying into the room. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm like, how the hell did they even get this thing in this room? That's a great question, because this thing's <laughs> huge. And then she, like, just goes on a rampage. Here's, here's my question. Where the hell did they get it? The guy made it. I can't remember his name, but he was the production designer for pretty much all of John Waters' movies. He made it. John Waters like I want a giant lobster and he's like okay and he went and made it that's crazy <laughs> it's amazing really yeah <laughs> but then Divine goes on like this like killing spree like she just goes crazy like she's foaming at the mouth and like yeah the, like that <laughs> music is playing oh my god and it's just hilarious and the ending is fantastic <sighs> so funny oh man it's a um, it's it it is a. Uh, it's madness on camera. Also, something else <laughs> like we hear, like you hear all this stuff, and like, oh, it's super crazy, goofy, whatever. When you look deep down in these movies, John Waters was ahead of his fucking time. Oh my god, yeah, he was the OG edgy boy, especially with female trouble, which we'll talk about a little later on. Well, in this film, they had to change the ending because there's a whole subplot about Sharon yeah. Tate. Yeah, and the original ending was going to be that Divine killed Sharon Tate. Oh my but they had Lord. to change it because Manson got caught. 
Yeah, he was. John Waters was an OG edgy boy. It's nuts. Like, this is insanity on celluloid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the best way to describe multiple maniacs. I mean, the, one of the taglines is it's a celluloid nightmare. Mm, so. It really is. It's it's like a fever dream of bizarre imagery and weirdness. Oh God. Yeah. Highly. Anything else you want to say about multiple maniacs before we move on? Um. I mean, I feel like it has to get the stamp of approval. Oh, for sure, all three of these movies are going to oh, get the yeah. stamp of approval. But yeah, agreed. Highly, multiple maniacs oh, is God. absolutely fantastic. Love it. Trying to kill air while flip pages because they're all effed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Damn it! So we fast forward to 1972, and probably John Waters' most famous, infamous, however you want to put it. He's probably his most famous movie outside of. Like his main, main, more mainstream stuff. stuff, but I think it's the one that when like if you go to somebody and you're like, do you like John Waters or do you know John Waters? One of the first movies that's gonna pop their head is Pink Flamingos. Yes, um, it was my introduction to like the trashier world of John Waters. Yeah, which I don't mind calling these movies trashy because John Waters calls them trashy. He's the Pope of trash for God's sakes. Yes, that was given to him. <laughs> you know. Also, the, the in at the very end of this movie, they have a little bit. They have John Waters talking about the movies. And you hear him, like, goofing on himself and, you know, his own movies, and it's so good. What I love the most about John Waters, too, is, like, you see him, he's so classy. Yeah. Like, he's got a nice little mustache. Yeah. He's always dressed fine, speaks very eloquently, and then you see his movies, and they're the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know, if you go and watch, like, old Making of Pink Flamingos, you see John, John, you know, John Waters, he's got a fur coat on, long hair, mm-hmm. you know. Probably taking all the drugs, <laughs> you know, like so. Like he was in that style, but like John Waters didn't change; he just changed his look, mm. <laughs> which is iconic as well. Like I'd always seen his face, whether it be on like TV shows or this or that, and and then I really then when you see the picture of that man and you see these movies that he made, something doesn't add up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Which, like I said, like if you see what he used to look like, it does add up a yeah. little bit more because he was a little bit of that that Andy Warhol style of a hippie, you know. And I'd never heard him cuss either until. Oh my god! Yeah. Until the, that <laughs> the ending of the movie, and he, I was like, this kind of just throws me off a little bit. But so Pink Flamingos tells the story of two groups. Oh, you have Devon, who is incognito as Babs Johnson. <laughs> Babs Johnson, who has been labeled the filthiest person alive, which in reality I don't think that's a title you necessarily. And she want. takes it with honor. Yes, she lives with crackers, <laughs> cotton, and cookie. Right? No, cookie is the spy. Oh yeah, you're right. And her, <laughs> as they say in the movie, retarded mother. Yes, <laughs> Edie. Well, the reason why I said cookie because in, I think it was the last movie they said that cookie was. Uh, Cookie was her daughter in yeah. in uh, Multiple Maniacs, which yeah. they always just use their names. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that threw me off at first. I was like, wait, is it? Because I was watching Multiple Maniacs, I'm like, is this a, like a prequel to this one? Then, you know, the things happen in that movie. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, on the other side, you have Raymond and Connie. Oh man, what's their last name? You have it written down. Oh, hold on, I might have it wrote down. Just just keep filling up air here. Anyways, they run a. <laughs> Marbles. Marbles. They run a ring of uh, where they kidnap women. 
impregnate them and then sell the babies to lesbian couples. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusively lesbian couples, yeah. apparently, because that's what they say, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> it's so funny. And uh, they want to be known as the filthiest people alive. So thus, there's a war waged between Connie Marbles and Raymond Marbles and Divine and her group against the to be crowned the filthiest person alive. And what a war it is. <laughs> I mean, this movie is pretty infamous for many of things. The quotes in this movie mm-hmm. are amazing. Yep. The scenes are absolutely batshit crazy. Yep, yep. And of course, Divine is great as always. Yeah, it's it, it's her look in this movie is as iconic as it gets. Yeah, like that is like when I think about Divine, that is the first the thing that pops in my head. Which is funny because it's probably had him as his most like uglied up. Yeah, you know, we're <laughs> like in like like honestly in like multiple maniacs and female trouble. If you didn't tell me that was a guy, if you told me that was a guy, yeah, I'd be like, I don't believe you. <laughs> you know, because <Like, laughs> yeah. he looks very feminine and yeah. very much like a woman. In this, he is uglied up. Oh, yes, hair on the back of his head. <laughs> yeah, crazy ass makeup. But like, this is divine. Like that. When I think about it, like that's what divine looks like. Yeah. Um. Also, John Waters manages to keep that edgy boy spirit going. Oh God! Because at one point, divine's walking through the city, and spray painted on a wall. It's Free Tex Watson. Free Tex Watson. Which, if you don't know... <laughs> it's it one of the guys behind the Manson murders. Yeah. <laughs> so edgy. <laughs> and also punk rock. You know, yeah. to being into... Like, he was into serial killers before that was the like, cool thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in the true crime way before oh, that yeah. was, like, in. Because um, um, in the the next movie, they they do that again. Mm-hmm. That, of course. Crackers is a character in this movie that I think is fascinating oh he has this bizarre love relationship with cotton yeah but cotton is like (laughs) don't touch me don't ever touch me yeah don't (laughs) you don't touch me but let's let's do this yeah but they want to watch she wants to watch him have sex oh my god and like (laughs) it is bizarre one of the most like one of the first infamous scenes in this film is the chicken sex scene and it's crazy <laughs> one of my favorite quotes ever is he's he's starting to you know have sex with this girl throw grabs two chickens yeah throws them on her yeah it's just holding them there it says hold these chickens hold, hold these gotten chickens <laughs> <laughs> yeah and one of the chickens does actually get killed yeah. And that was always a big thing. Oh, how could he kill a chicken on camera? And John Waters is like, yeah. well, I eat chicken, and I know the chicken didn't have a heart attack getting to my plate. <laughs> yeah. And he also said that it, after the scene was over, we cooked the chicken and they we cooked ate the it. They cooked the chicken and we <laughs> ate it. Um, you know, you got to talk about... Edie was in the last movie. Yeah. But this well, is... Well, Edie's in all of these. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but she has a very minor role in Multiple Maniacs. Yeah. This is her first, like, breakout oh, performance. Oh, man. And, oh, my God. First of all, she's a brave lady. Yeah. She's only in her, like, bra and panties. Mm-hmm. In a cage. Or, like, a little playpen. Yeah, like, for kids. And she's obsessed with eggs. <laughs> like, constantly. Like what, what? Nobody on this earth likes eggs as much as Edie. No. <laughs> Look, I think eggs are good, okay? I think eggs are, are fine. Mm-hmm. No way in hell am I eating 50 eggs in a day. <laughs> 
No and way. there's an Eggman. Which is something I I don't think even exists. I don't think it exists either. I, I'm always like, is that a reference to the Beatles? You know, I am the Eggman. Oh, possibly. I didn't even think about it. And the guy kind of looks like John Lennon, but I don't know. That doesn't seem like John Waters to reference the Beatles. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know where the Eggman comes from. It's so weird. Because there was a Milkman and, you know, this and this throughout history. But I don't... mm. Eggman is a weird... I I never... I don't... If someone knows... It's so weird. She's like, like, where's the Eggman? Yeah, where's the Eggman? I want some eggs. Yeah, and it's like, what the hell is this? What the... Like, at first I was like, what the fuck's an Eggman? And there's like, there's that scene... Dr. Eggman? There's that scene where she's like, she's like, it's this egg, and he names the eggs, and like she eats one. I was like, don't worry, you got so many more friends. It's so bizarre. (laughs) So Babs is having a, a, a party. Yeah. Right? And this party. Oh, this party. First of all, there's a <laughs> there's a character that's cut out of the movie that you briefly see at this party, which is like what was her name? Oh, uh, Patty Hitler. Uh, Patty Hitler. Patty Hitler. Yeah, I wrote that down. He's got a swastika. Who's a gossiping neo Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> then you have so this. Funny. Then you have like this guy who like. His act, if you will. Yeah, his <laughs> is that talent. is that rockin' bird song or surfing bird. Yeah. Oh my my my, you know. Yeah, that song. And like he's like, <laughs> he's like opening and closing his asshole. Like yeah. I don't know how else to say he's, it. He's making his ass sing. I guess. I guess it's not in sing, but no, no. But uh, it's something that happens. I was sitting there watching. I was like, what? <laughs> there <laughs> what is, is also like the the battle of the filthiness. Like, oh. it starts out so ridiculously dumb. <laughs> Yeah. Like they send a a turd. Oh my god, the turd! Yeah, Raymond and and Connie send a turd in the mail, <sighs> and like divine. First of all, divine. No one says "Oh my god" better than divine. Yeah, N- no one ever. No, 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 no one. <laughs> when he's like, "Oh my god," <laughs> it's, I laugh every time. I'm like, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bowel movement. <laughs> it's a bowel movement. It's a turd, mama. It's a turd. <laughs> it's a turd. <laughs> Like, oh that's how God. everything gets kicked off. And then it escalates into, like, them burning down Devon's yeah. <laughs> like trailer. Escalate, yeah. It escalates so quickly from sending a poop in the mail <laughs> yeah. to burning someone's house down. And murder. <laughs> and then murder. <laughs> it, like, it starts off as, like, a practical joke into crimes. Yeah. <laughs> it re- I love what I love the most about this movie is watching Divine and them basically just revel in their filthiness. Oh my like, god! <laughs> there's like, there's such a love and like group camaraderie amongst them yeah. that it's like you can't help but like them. But they're such like horrible people. Oh, also, um, the cops are called on uh, Divine and her party. <laughs> Yeah. By uh, another Herschel Gordon Lewis nod, I feel like. Yeah. By, by sure. Connie and Raymond, they, they go to hide when the cops show up. Show back up, run out towards the cops, <laughs> attack them, cannibalize them. It's almost like I eat, uh, almost like I drink your blood. Like I, it reminds <laughs> me a lot of I drink your blood, like the way they just like swarm them. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like it's super gory. I mean, it's oh, like yeah. real low budget gore. Yeah. Where it's like you don't even see the kills, you just see like the aftermath of meat and bone and stuff like that. But it's like 
it's like, yeah, this is definitely another like nod. Herschel Gordon Lewis, like not homage, but just like inspiration moment, you know. The, the <laughs> I saw that I was like, this can't be in the real world. <laughs> well, like eventually, like there's a point where Divine calls a press conference. Which is like, that would never happen. No. Like, there's just no way. <laughs> Get, oh my god, the press conference, I forgot all about that. It's so crazy. So many good quotes in the movie, too. Condone first degree, degree murder. Advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. <laughs> you've, you've been charged with first degree assholeism. <laughs> that lot is so good. <laughs> what a quote from this movie that is highly underrated, by the way. The couch has rejected us. Oh, my. We didn't even talk about this. Oh, my God. So, like, which John Waters narrates the movie, yeah. which is hilarious because, like, they they really cut out a lot of plot points to, yeah. like, trim down the movie. So, to fill in those plot points, John Waters just narrates it, which in any other movie, I'd be like, oh, this is evil in the woods. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, you didn't do a good job of telling the story, so you have to tell us a story. But in this one, it just works as a joke. Yeah. You know, John Waters is like, <laughs> Divine and Crackers have discovered where <laughs> Connie and Raymond live. Yeah, it's... it's and it's like, <laughs> okay, sure, let's go with it. Also, one of my favorite scenes was even cut out of the movie, though. Like, it was the very end. Isn't it where Connie and Raymond are walking through the woods? And the bird... Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> Like, they try their hardest to be filthy, and Divine and her family are just naturally. What I love about it, too, is just like, it's like, dur, dur, dur. like most people are like, oh, it's a bird. Yeah. They're just like, oh. Yeah, they're just like, oh, what was that? Disgusting. <laughs> so good. Which so Raymond funny. and Connie are played by uh, David Lockery and Mink Soul, and they're so good. Oh, God. Bright green and red hair, which is like. Wait, bright green? I thought it was blue. Uh, I guess so. I, I, it looked blue to me, but. Well, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Am I colorblind? <laughs> Maybe I'm colorblind. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh like, oh. like they're they're just awesome. I think you were talking about the bed. Oh, I love um, you more than my filthiness. I love you more than my hair color. That was so funny. <laughs> but yeah, they get back to their house after the Devon and her group have invaded. <laughs> well you gotta some... you've gotta describe what happens. Like Okay. Like, I don't even understand, like, so, the movie's weird. Yes. And it, it these people aren't real people. Like, these oh, are, no. like, these are, like, the Firefly family turned up to nine million. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> but at least everything, like, felt grounded at least a little bit. Yeah. All of a sudden, Connie, not Connie, but Crackers and Divine show up at their house and they start licking everything. Yeah, literally licking everything. Yeah. And some I don't I don't know how to explain what happened. Raven and Connie come back and like everything starts coming alive. Yeah, because Connie goes to sit on the couch, couch throws on the floor. Yeah, and well, then Raymond's like the couch has rejected us. Which what a great line! I nearly died. <laughs> that was almost it. I wrote that down there. I was like the couch has rejected us. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it does lead into uh, a scene that. It's going to be divisive, as is there is an unsimulated man-on-man blowjob. Yeah. Which is not needed, and John Waters even said that he would never do that again. 
Yeah. Like, even he was like, ah, it was a bit much. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I mean, it, it was a bit much, probably. Yeah. But, I mean... It, 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 it is what it is. We talk about all the time, every time we watch a movie that has, like, hardcore oh, sex yeah. in it. Where it's like, you start crossing a line to pornography, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like... There's a real fine line between art and pornography, and it's not not hard to cross. You know what I mean? So you got to really be careful. Yeah. So uh, he even said that he wouldn't do that ever again. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he's like, ah, I might have been a little much on that. One. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I mean, you, you you say that, but something happens at the very end of this movie that might be worse. <laughs> yeah, which is probably the most famous scene in the movie is where yeah. Devon eats legit dog shit. My God, it's so gross. But yeah, there's the trial of Raymond and Connie, which is fantastic. So many good lines. The kangaroo court. The kangaroo court. It's so good. (laughs) So many great lines. The freaking media is awesome. Yeah, the media comes by and are like taking pictures of the (laughs) the court session. No pictures beyond this point. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. Pink Flamingos is, to me, like, when that movie starts, you get that... Yeah. And you get in the titles over that pink oh, trailer. So cool. I'm like, that is what a cult movie looks like. That's mm-hmm. a midnight movie right there. You know what I mean? Right. So, I freaking love Pink Flamingos the from, the, from the bottom of my black heart. <laughs> the cat has rejected us. I love Pink Flamingos. This movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's It's crazy. But somehow Multiple Maniacs might be the craziest one out of all of these. <laughs> I think it's just the weirdest. Yeah. I don't know if it's the craziest. It's just the absolute most bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, you hear that? Yeah, that was, I wonder uh, if the mics picked that up. You, you're the one who has the headphones in. Did it pick up? I don't know. Because I was popping my neck. <laughs> but anyways, anything else you want to talk about, Pink Flamingos? I mean, I feel like it's it's the most talked about John Waters movie out there. Yeah. I mean, it's the most talked about. And again... It, Always, we always say this, but if you haven't seen any of these movies, then watch them. Yeah. Pink Flamingos is, is a classic for a reason. Yes. It, you're never going to see another movie like it. Oh, God. <laughs> There's no movie like Pink Flamingos. Um, fast forward to 1974 to Ooh. my personal favorite John Waters movie. Uh, I, I'm, I'm split on which one's my favorite. This is Female Trouble. Oh, man. Which, right off the bat, Devon sings the main theme song, Female Trouble, and I freaking love that song. Yeah, it's... Like, it's so awesome. I didn't know Devon actually sung that. She did. Yes. Lady Devon. (laughs) Really good. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Like, I think it's such a great, like, like, early rock homage. Yeah. Punk rock kind of song. Man... How, t- how talented was Devon? Devon was awesome. Like, Devon, like I said, he's an icon. Yes. That guy is a legend. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, in like for multiple reasons. Like, you know, of course, the LGBT community for being, you know, one of the only leading actors who is a drag queen. Yeah. You know, being, really developing a style of acting that is synonymous with cult film and midnight movies. Oh, yeah. Being as brave and daring in the roles as anyone could ever be. I mean, an- another thing is you think about the time of these movies. This is the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, homosexuality was not looked at like the no, way it's looked at. No, it is not. It was not accepted at all. No. Really, you know. So, 
for Devon to do the things that he did is crazy. Crazy. You know? It, it's... It's brave stuff. Honest, yeah, honestly. Seriously. Like, I mean, not just in that way, too, but like just to be like, John Waters be like, I want you to eat dog shit. And be like, all right. All right, let's do it. <laughs> it it's, it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, just did not care. You know, believed in the movies 100% and gave it everything he had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely Devon is, is a legend, is an oh, icon. Yeah. You know, never be another actor like him. Like even when John Travolta put on the clo- the 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 drag to be the mother in Hairspray remake, it's like it's not the same. No, because he didn't live that lifestyle. Devon was that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Devon was Devon. <laughs> yeah, Devon was Devon. Exactly. You know. Um, but female trouble. So like I said, it starts with this awesome rock song, yes. sung by Devon with these great like drawings mm-hmm. of the characters. And then we get into the movie, which we see a young Don Davenport. Yeah, they actually changed the names this time. Yeah, this time she's not divine. It's Don Davenport. God, the the, the, the classroom scene nearly killed me right from the beginning. <sighs> oh my god, yeah. Because they walk in the class and they're sitting <laughs> down. Of course, yeah. Don Davenport and her friends are a bunch of delinquents. They're yeah, juvenile delinquents, as John Waters likes to do, and. Devon's character, Don Davenport, pulls out a meatball sub in the middle of class you know, and just starts eating. I laugh my ass off. I was like, like I've heard of people bringing out like you know snacks and stuff, but an entire meatball. And sub. the girl in front of her is like, Don is eating a whole meatball sub in class, <laughs> and it's so funny. Which oh. Don wants for Christmas, Cha Cha Hills. Cha Cha Hills. Yeah. Which she makes a very, very big deal about this throughout the entirety of this part of the movie. Yeah. About Cha Cha Hills. She wants Cha Cha Hills for Christmas. Her parents better give them Cha Cha Hills. Yes. So Christmas Day comes. She opens the the the, the gift and, and uh, uh, it's flats. Yeah. And she's pissed. She's pissed. Starts stomping on all the presents. Which, oh my God, made me laugh so hard. She like grabs the presents <laughs> from her mom and dad's hands, throws them on the ground, just like... <laughs> and then throws the Christmas tree on top of the mom. Which was a great cut in that scene where like the mom is just laying there with the tree on top of her, yeah. like, looking like she's dead. Like, just <laughs> and she's laying there, she's like, not again. <laughs> not on Christmas. Not on Christmas. <laughs> so good. It's such a tragic but hilarious scene. Like, John Waters talked about that one time because uh, there was an awesome short-lived British series, which you can see the whole thing on YouTube called The Incredibly Strange Picture Show. Yeah. Hosted by Jonathan Rowe, I think his name is. Pretty famous British TV host. Uh, And it was all about just cult movies. Like, there's one on Romero, Judd Roski, David Lynch. That's really cool. Herschel Gordon Lewis. And they did one on John Waters as well. And it's an awesome little, like, because it's like, it it follows Waters from, like, his beginnings to the Hairspray premiere. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he asked John Waters about that, and he's like, he's like, did, did that pull from any Christmases? And he was like, well, you know, we never had anything like that, but the tree did fall on Grandma one time. That's probably where that came from, which is like, it is like such a great, like, oh, that's a ruining Christmas moment right there. Oh <laughs> you know, like, that's the moment that ruined Christmas. God, uh, that reminded me of something that happened in my childhood. Because when I was really young, like a, like a little a little kid, I went to the Christmas tree and I was trying to put the bulbs in my mouth. <laughs> and my mother tried to get me to stop and it worked successfully by pushing the tree on top of me. That's okay. awesome. And I was afraid of the Christmas tree for the next two years. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
so she doesn't get her cha-cha heel. She rampages the house, and she leaves, and she gets oh. picked up by... She starts hitchhiking, and she's picked hmm. up. But who is she picked up by, Matt? Hmm. Herself. Devon. <laughs> yeah, but Devon is a guy. Yeah. <laughs> With his eyebrows and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so he's picked up by Devon, which is not Devon. He's some, you know, some dirty trucker. I don't remember his name. I don't know if they even give his name. Yeah, they do at one point. Did they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, I wrote it down. And he has, she has sex with herself. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And it worked really well because they basically yeah. just shot it from two angles. One was Devon. And the other was... Uh, Paul. The, the, his real name. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, the name was... He, uh, oh. eventually Devon gives birth. And that kind of moves us into our second... Stage of the film. Yeah, the, the middle, I guess. Where Devon goes into this barber shop, or like, I guess a beauty salon. Beauty salon, yeah. That is like the most exclusive beauty, beauty oh. salon in the world. I I have to mention something right quick. Mm-hmm. This one lady goes in there to get her hair done and says, I can't pay for this. Yeah. So instead of, you know... You know, doing some other approach, they they what they get they gang attack her, <laughs> and they they, tear, they cover her head in water, and like pull all everything apart. Yeah, like you gotta give the haircut back. Yeah, yeah, they give it back. You're like, what? I can't. <laughs> they, they just, just attack her. Up. Yeah, <laughs> which she got like all these barber, like all these barber. Uh, he's saying barber, but all these hair beauticians, beauticians, or like these 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 uh, uh, what's it called when you like you cut hair. Cosmetologist. Yeah, whatever. It works. And they're all like just such weird, unique characters. I think that's right. Like one is like a maniac. Yeah. Who like when you see him, he's like, <laughs> and he's like just like picking yeah. her hair out like crazy. <laughs> I was like, I love this guy immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy is awesome. Uh, one, one of them is Gator. Gator. Which becomes Divine's love interest. Which the, the screening for Divine to get into, or Don Davenport, yeah. to get in is awesome. So eventually we meet David Locker Lockery's character, who is you have his name, uh, David. Uh, the couple. The couple. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mister and Mrs. Dasher, I think. Dasher or Daw- I think. I think, I think it's, it's Dasher. Dasher. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Dasher. Um, they're like screening these girls, and like <laughs> they'll do one thing, and like oh they're like, "What do you do for a living?" He's like, "I'm a thief. I'm a stripper." I work at the operator's office. I'm a, I'm a bank teller or something like that. No, she worked for the telephone company. Oh, yeah, I worked for the telephone company. Disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with working for the telephone company? <laughs> it was cracking me up. We just decided, uh, disqualified. Disqualified. <laughs> and the girl's like, why don't you try, was it Ray's Clips or Cheap Clips or something like that? <laughs> yeah, something like that. So Dawn becomes the newest member of the of the crew, of the beauty salon, and gets her hair done. She marries Gator. And that's when we get to meet Edie. Yes. Who does not want her son to be a heterosexual. <laughs> yeah. Being a, being a heterosexual is a disgusting and dangerous life. <laughs> <laughs> which was used in an awesome DIY song, which oh, is really? a really, really good punk rock band. Or not DIY, punk, uh, Sloppy Seconds. Yeah. Yeah, very good punk rock band. Oh, man. Which is like the whole time he's trying to, she's trying to get Gator to be gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, it, it's just, again, it's a little John Watch fucking little fun because most people, it's the opposite, mm-hmm. you know, especially in this era. 
and they did oh, not yeah. want their kid to be gay. But Edie's like, well, it's not even her kid; it's he's, it's her nephew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so weird. So to move the progressive story along, eventually, the Dashers want to start taking pictures of the Dawn. Yeah, Dawn. Because she's a criminal, and they want to capture that criminal life. Yes. Something happens where Gator leaves Dawn. Edie's oh, pissed God. about it and cracks a thing of acid on her face. Oh, my God. Which is <laughs> which is a bit far. It's a bit much, yeah. Um, so, that just excites the Dashers even more. And they're like, we're going to make a stage production. Well, you forgot one part that I have to mention. The, the scene leading up to that, which was even crazier. That 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 leads up to the acid. Oh, the, the dinner scene. The dinner scene, <laughs> because like the Dawn's daughter comes in, which is Taffy. Taffy, yeah. Taffy, and played by Ming Stoll. Yeah, <laughs> and Taffy's not doing wanting to obey Dawn's demands and mm-hmm. stuff like this. So, Dawn. Uh, damn it! Taffy grabs the bowl of spaghetti and just throws and chokes against the damn wall, <laughs> breaks the bowl and everything. And Divine again. Oh my god! Yeah, oh my god! Just so good. Picks up a wooden chair, walks up to her. <laughs> I forgot and, about this. And goes to hit Taffy, and they're like, "No, no, no, wait, wait, wait!" Picture. Yeah. <laughs> and smiles with the camera, and then just destroys Taffy with the damn chair. Which every time Taffy does something. <laughs> Oh, she says, I'm sorry about that. She's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Playing car crash. Playing car crash is yeah. such a great thing in this movie. Where Taffy like literally brings in hoods of cars. Yes. And like <laughs> pretends to get a car wreck and like puts blood all over yeah, her like doll. Yeah. Over. <laughs> and it's like, I think I'm okay, but we're gonna have to get an ambulance for my friend. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny, like it's so bizarre and over the top that like the the faces Taffy makes too are. What about Edie's outfit? It's bizarre. It's a Edie's a, is a larger older lady. Yes, and she's wearing like this black leather outfit that has the sides cut out yeah. of it, and they're like mesh, yeah. and she is spilling out of it. Yeah, <laughs> she's. She's punk rock. She's br- she was she, later. She would actually get that outfit from John Waters and was a lead singer of a punk rock band and wore that outfit. What? Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is awesome. I mean, that's so cool. Oh my god. The more I keep thinking about this movie, the more I keep thinking about crazy stuff that happens. In the injection of eyeliner. The injection of eyeliner. The beauty treatment. Oh my god. <laughs> they say the doctors say it's bad for it, but they don't know fashion. Like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> this movie is awesome, man. Like it's like it's like a three stage film where like it's yeah. each stage of Don's life as a youth, as an early mother, and getting married, and then becoming, you know, or trying to become this icon of beauty and fashion, yeah. and being like really twisted by the by the uh, Dashers yeah. into like this maniac, basically. Mm-hmm. Although she was already a criminal. Well, yeah, but they're cat burglars. <laughs> Anytime I think about that, thinking about Teddy Hart, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which I know a lot of people are like not even gonna understand that, but oh god, it's just I don't know. It's just such an awesome ideal, and it's it's of all of John Waters' like early filth. Yeah, it's his most well made. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's the best put together. It's the best performed mm. while still carrying that John Waters torch of insanity. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, you know, Desperate Living is very good as well, but, like, Desperate Living almost doesn't count to me because it was without Divine. Mm. You know? So I was like, ah, it, it's still, you know, it's still John Waters and it's still of that early trashy style, but, like, that's, to me, these three films are, that is John Waters to me, you know? Right. So... To me, it's just the the best put together of all of them. Also, like, are we are we going to get to the uh, the the theater performance? Oh, her one woman show. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a trampoline. <laughs> yeah, and she's jumping on it and like lands on the back. Yeah, and, and they're just stomach. going crazy every time he does it, and it's so funny. And then a awesome backflip. She, yeah, Devon pulled off a pretty sick backflip. I won't lie, I was like, wow, I can't backflip. <laughs> I can do a like a Vader back, yeah. a, Vader, a Bam Bam back. Yeah, you were trying to like cartwheel in that area. Cartwheel backwards, and then she like is like sucking off these fish and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just fish in the mouth. And, just... and she gives that awesome monologue where she's like, "I'm so beautiful, it makes me sick." <laughs> yeah. Also, like I'm, it was I'm so evil, and the, the whole spill about like all the things. I'm crime done. personified. Yeah. I, was I gave the gun that killed Oswald? <laughs> yeah, no, it killed Kennedy. Wait, right? No, it, was, it wasn't Kennedy. It was uh, I can't remember. I don't remember either. And then he's like, he's like, uh, was it I ratted on one Corona? Yeah, I blew Richard Speck. <laughs> it's so funny. Who wants to die for art? And then some guys like me, <laughs> bam, <laughs> shot, and then just starts trying to mow down this entire crowd of people. Mm. And. A lot of this stuff is, is so ahead of its time in this movie. Yeah. Because there's a moment later on when she's in jail talking to one of her friends like, just keep my memory alive. Keep talking about me. Yeah. Make sure the press doesn't forget about me. And that reminds me so much of serial killer culture. Mm-hmm. And Well, John Waters is a humongous fan of uh, true crime. Yeah. He would actually go to famous um, trials. Like, he, if he found out something like a serial killer or something like that's trial, he would go to it. Oh, my God. And watch. Like, he was just fascinated with that. He, I can't remember. He, he once said how many trials he went to. It was like over a dozen or something like that. And, you know, he's a collector of true crime books. He has dirt from John Wayne Gacy's basement. Oh, my God. Like, he's just, like, he's a massive true crime fanatic. And, like, female trouble kind of, like, that ending in particular is very much of that ideal. Yeah. That serial killer ideal where it's like they live on, like the electric chair is their final... Their their final... Hoorah, you yeah. know? Their final show, if you will. It just... that The whole... Like... The Vines performance, you know, giving all these lines about, you know, oh, just keep my memory alive and you'll never forget about me. Something mm-hmm. like that. It, it, it's so relevant you know, now I think more than it ever has been. Yeah. Well, it also, it's a movie that really, like, kind of picks fun at, like, high fashion. Yeah. And, like, the in, like, Hollywood in general and, like, the ideal of being famous, you know, and how these people will do anything to get famous. You right. know what I mean? That's really, like, kind of the ideal, I think the main underlining theme of yeah. the film is, is high art, high fashion, you know. And, like, the fashion these people wear is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I love David Lockery's mustache, though. Yeah. Both this movie and Pink Flamingos, he has this fantastic curly mustache. <laughs> yeah. It's just so cool. <laughs> um, D- Donna Dasher, at one point, comes in with an outfit that looks like a napkin. Yeah. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like a handkerchief. <laughs> but, like, 
you know, it's all the movie's all about fame. Like Dawn yeah. wants to be famous. Even when these people are telling her the most ridiculous things that she doesn't actually believe, mm-hmm. she goes along with it because she wants to be famous so much she can't stand it. it it's it's crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really good stuff. <laughs> uh, what about the fact that her daughter becomes a Hare Krishna? Hare Krishna! <laughs> and then comes in the room and I won't spoil it. <laughs> so good. But, yeah, Female Trouble is, is, is my favorite John Waters movie. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's just so much, it's so, it's fun, it's funny, It it's meaningful, it's well made. I mean, it's probably not quite as iconic in its insanity as Pink Flamingos. Yeah. But it still has its moments of like, holy shit, <laughs> you know, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, at first I thought Pink Flamingos was my favorite, but I'm split between these two. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Like, at any time, Pink Flamingos can take over, but yeah. I don't know. I've always just had a real soft spot for Female Trouble. It, it's definitely uh, John Waters' most different out yeah. of, you know, the trilogy. Yeah, out of his early works. Yeah, yeah for sure. Which, they're all weird, but this one, as you said, it keeps more narrative and, mm-hmm. you know, this and that. And it's just better made. Like, it was yeah. really, like, I think at Female Trouble, John Waters kind of caught his stride. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he really figured out what do you, you know, running a tighter ship and really kind of putting together, you know, a real solid movie mm-hmm. with less <laughs> quirks that, you know, add to the movies, but are flaws, you know. Right. But, yeah, Female Trouble is... I don't know. It's just something about it that just it just carries such a cool atmosphere. It's. It, it, I mean, all, all three of these movies are fantastic. Supremely entertaining too. Oh yeah. The, the, when you're watching these movies, there's not really a moment where you're gonna be bored because yeah. there's always something that's happening. Mm-hmm. I do think the ending of Female Trouble goes on a little bit long. Oh, I like the ending. I like though. the ending too. Yeah. I'm just saying that I think it kind of goes on a little bit. A, l- a little bit, but like you think, that, like there, it comes to a point where you're like, oh, that's the end of the movie right there. Yeah. Then it kind of keeps going. You're like, oh shit, okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't ready. I thought we I thought we were done. <laughs> that's how I felt about multiple maniacs, and then the lobster happened. <laughs> I was like, this is not over. <laughs> this is not done. <laughs> but yeah, anything else you want to say about female trouble? Um, Did we miss anything? I mean, all three, again, as I said, all three of these movies get the stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. John Waters also, like, I think, kind of, like, perfected his style of dialogue in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. It's a lot less, like, spewing stream of conscience and kind of, like, it's a little tighter yeah. than in Pink Flamingos and Multiple Maniacs. But I like that style in those yeah. movies. I think it works for those movies, but I think he did tighten it up a lot and really started to learn how to, like, not maybe necessarily make these people talk like normal people, but talk like John Waters' characters without... Going on and on and on and on and on, you know, yeah. missing the points. Yeah, female trouble. I massive thumbs up. Yeah, two thumbs up for all three. Yep. So, what do you think about these movies as a whole? Before we wrap this episode up, um, I mean, they're absolutely fantastic movies. I think one day we'll have to journey back into the John Waters. Oh, of course, do the, the waters of John. Yeah, we'll do like uh. Keep keep in line with his like more like filthy movies. Hmm. Maybe do uh, Desperate Living and uh, uh, Serial Mom. Maybe okay. Maybe Cecil B. Demented. Well, we'll, we'll probably should be discussing that at all fair. I'm just saying, like yeah. I, you know, I definitely want to one day cover the Mr. John Waters once again, the King of Cult. I'd love to. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a great filmmaker. His movies are unlike anybody else's. 
That is true. When a John Waters movie comes on, it does not matter of what era, whether it's mm-hmm. his early trashy stuff, his more mainstream stuff, his later re- kind of return, but with a more punk rock attitude. Yeah. As soon as it comes on, you're like, yeah, it's a John Waters movie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> with these three movies, you can immediately tell because, for one, Devon's there. Two, the characters are extremely off the rails. Yep. And just the way the movie looks. Dreamlands Productions. He stayed with them from his entire career. Really? Yeah, he never, like, Mink Stoles and all them. Yeah. Went with him all the way until his last movie, Dirty Shame. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> and you know Divine would have, too. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, you know. Divine, David Lockery, Edie, like, they all sadly, you know. They passed away. And there was more Dreamlands actors and actresses mm-hmm. that passed on. And a lot of them kind of stopped being in front of the camera and started working with John behind the scenes. Yeah. But he, he like he kept the Dreamlands together. Like every movie he did was a Dreamlands production. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so funny that the guy that made Pink Flamingos would go on to work with Johnny Depp. And how, yeah, how crazy is that? <laughs> when you actually think about that for a minute, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But... So I guess that's it for John Waters. Yeah. What is next? Let me grab the grab the, the book. book. We never have it. We never have it ready. No. I don't know. <laughs> oh no. shit! Tragedy struck over here. <laughs> you know, it was a pretty good movie, Tragedy Girls. Tragedy. Yeah, I got to see that at Knoxville Horror Film Festival last year, and it was actually pretty good. It's kind of like a tweeny movie that I didn't think I'd like, but I did. Oh, shit. Uh-oh, what's next? The Death Wish trilogy. Oh, shit. From John Waters to another icon. Yes. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Hey, boy, how's it going? Charles Bronson here. You believe in Jesus? <laughs> Me gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Death Wish trilogy. Maybe some of the more mainstream stuff we've ever covered. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely like, like Death Wish 1 and 2 in particular. Death Wish 2 has a nasty rape scene in it. So, I think it fits in perfectly. I mean, just because we when we cover the darker side of film, I don't think that should be exclusive to... Unknown? Yeah. Obscure? Agreed. We, we always do this, but... I know. It's so hard to kind of figure in what our genre is, you know yeah. what I mean? But I'm definitely down to do some Death Wish. <sighs> Looking at the lot up here, we got some crazy shit planned. Yeah, but we're going to start working on that crazy shit in order to get it done. Yeah. True. Let's just say that if if everything goes smoothly, October is gonna be big. Yeah, but yeah, hey, what's going? We're gonna have to see how that goes though, because yes. everything you you never know. You never know with us. You never know. What did you just do? <laughs> I wish you could have heard that. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's wrap this thing up so I can go uh, edit this. <laughs> oh god. Um. Anything else we need to talk about? Oh, we didn't even do this at the front of the show. If you want to send us comments, questions, concerns, sickoncinema at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. That's pretty much our primary source of Twitter, social media. Twitter dead as fuck. I don't hardly ever use Facebook. Well, Twitter's dead. Twitter's kind of dead, yeah. So. Instagram, that's that's our primary spot. If you want yeah. to give us a follow, that's where you should do it at. Uh, go follow Rain Architecture. does our theme song, which is yes. incredible. Um... I don't know. What it, anything else? Did I miss anything? Um, at the beginning, we talked about some of those brands that sell things. <laughs> oh, um, um, Who Will Survive Podcast. 
Yes. They gave us a follow. They're super awesome. I got to talk to them a little bit on Instagram. Go listen to their show. It's great. But in particular, they did an awesome two-part episode on Cat Sick Blues where they interviewed the director and the lead actor. So that is awesome. It's really good. They seem to be, you know, through our brief interaction, they seem to be really cool. Mm. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll do a collab or something. (laughs) A collaboration. So, yeah, Who Will Survive podcast and uh, Rants from the Black Lodge as well. That is a friend of ours podcast as well. And also we talked about Paul Bear Press, Terror Threads. Yeah. Severin, Severin, Synapse, all those guys. Go pick up some stuff from them if you can. Yeah. Awesome guys, mm-hmm. and their product yep. is awesome as well. So. And, all, and if send emails to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Why should Sick on Cinema go to Cinema Wasteland? Yeah, send, yeah tell us why we should go to Cinema Wasteland. Change my mind <laughs> on why we, should, uh, <laughs> why we should go. Yeah, it's not like we're against going. It's just, no, I'm just good. We're just curious. Yeah. Because we always hear it constantly, Cinema Wasteland. What makes Cinema Wasteland so awesome? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. So, you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Oh, shit, I fuck. I blew it. I do, I've been doing bad at this. Up to the button. <laughs> <laughs> Time to do this whole thing again. <laughs> anyway. So, anyways. Ooh. Uh, I think I forgot her <laughs> outro. What? Uh, yeah. You've been listening to the, the dark side? Oh, fuck me. Um. Bye. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. It's just oh. been a minute since oh, we've done God. this. We've done a lot of shit since then. Uh, yeah, that's true. So thank you for listening. I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on Cinema. 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 I remember that movie so much. <laughs> I know, it's kind of become our catchphrase. Yeah. God, I can't believe I botched the end so bad. Fuck. <laughs>